Freedom from a lack of focus. Your ability to stay focused is vital in life. Many people are losing their focus, and as a consequence of that, they're losing sight of vision. Focus is a must. It's true in sports, it's true in life, and it's true in ministry. Did you know that the world is calling for your attention? Amen. The spirit of this world is fighting for your focus. And so it's very important that we stay focused. In Luke chapter 21 and verse 26, Jesus days men's hearts are and for looking after those things which are coming upon the earth. Notice with me, looking after those things which are coming upon the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. You know, Jesus described end time events. And he said that there would be distress of nations with perplexity. He then described two different locations that you and I can look. First of all, we can look after. We can be burdened by what we see in the earth. We could be burdened by perhaps what we see and what we hear on the news. But in verse 28 of that same context, he says, when these things begin to come to pass, then do what? Or change your focus, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draweth nigh. Are you looking after or are you looking up? When the world looks like it's fallen apart, we are not to look out. We are not to be trembling in fear, but we are to look up because our redemption draws nigh. In Mark chapter 4, it says that the distractions of this age can enter in and it can choke the word. And it can cause that which you have read, that which you have studied to become unfruitful if you allow yourself to lose your focus. Our focus in these days is to be on Him. Our focus is to be on the Word. The psalmist had it right when he said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. He says, my help isn't coming from man, it's not coming from D.C. My help, hallelujah, comes from the Lord. It comes from the Lord, and it is the Lord who made heaven and earth. Did you know tonight that the Lord is your keeper? And that the Lord is, He is your shade. He will preserve you from evil, and He will keep you in this day and in this hour. I love this verse. He says, the Lord will preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth, even forevermore. We serve a preserving God. We serve a God who keeps our feet from being taken from underneath us. And as a matter of fact, he is so committed until his return. He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ would preserve you spirit, soul, and body. That word preserve means to keep you intact. To keep you whole until he returns. Say it with me real strong. The Lord is keeping me. The Lord is keeping me spirit, soul, and body. 
until he returns. How many of you have ever had your back up against the wall before? All of us had. And it is those times where we need to stay focused. We need to make sure our eyes are on him. Hebrews said it like this. He said, looking away from all that would distract to Jesus. Looking away. So it is a matter of what we're looking at. We can either look at the distractions or we can look at the word. We can either look at the financial need or look at the financier. We can either look at the disease or we can look at the healer. And so there are a lot of things that are vibing for your time. There are a lot of things in the media that if you allow yourself to get sucked into it, it will literally drain you in your spirit. And so it's important where we place our eyes. It is important what we are allowing ourselves to look on. And that's why he said, looking away from all that would distract to Jesus. Is not Jesus the Word and the Word Jesus? So looking away from all of those distractions to the Master. In Colossians chapter 3 in the Message Translation in verse 1 and 2, it says this, So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, I'm serious about it, you are too. He said, if you're serious about this new resurrection With Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground. Just kind of, every day I'm shuffling, shuffling. You know, just kind of shuffling along. Eyes to the ground, not looking up, looking down. Every day. That's what people are doing. They're just shuffling. They're shuffling along. They're just shuffling through life. Eyes to the ground. Absorbed with the things right in front of them. But then he goes on to say, look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Do you know that God has a perspective of world events? Did you know that our Father knows the end from the beginning? Did you know that He is not absolutely moved by what He sees? He knows how this whole thing's going to turn out. And so if we will just lift our sights higher, into a realm that is beyond this world's system and connect with the kingdom system and connect with the word of God, we then will be able to get his perspective. We'll be able to to see things the way that he sees them. Amen? I like that. Lord, give us eyes to see. Go ahead and pray that right now. Oh, remendiste. 
Eyes to see, Lord. Eyes to see. Open, Lord. Open eyes. Eyes to see. Bastore niste. O muridiste vrodo badiste andas. Eyes to see. Mm-hmm. Looking unto him. Seeing things from his perspective requires diligence on our part. It requires effort on our part. It is by grace that we can see as he sees and know as he knows. And it is by grace that we have what we have. And yet we must tap into these things with diligence and with faith and with effort. He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I'm looking at a congregation full of diligent seekers tonight. Not casual seekers in this place, but diligent seekers. And so it requires effort. Well, pastor, what about it's scripture says not of works. No, it isn't of works. That has to do with your salvation. Yet on the other hand, he says you need to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Well, what does that mean? That means what's on the inside of you can show up on the outside of you and become real to you as you work with this word and let it dwell in you richly. Amen. Now turn over to Proverbs chapter 4. Seeing things the way he sees them. Man. You know, good prayer to pray is, Lord, help me to see what I haven't seen yet. Help me to see what I need to see. Help me to, to know what I need to know. Let's just pray that right now. Pray this with me, Heavenly Father. Help us to see what we need to see. What we should see. Help us to know what we need to know. Now look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 22. We're talking about freedom from distractions. The ability that comes from the Spirit of the living God to enable us to stay focused. One preacher defined focused years ago as fixed on Christ's unlimited supply every day. That is fixed on Christ's Unlimited supply every day. Focused. That's how God desires you and I to be. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 through 22. If you would read that with me that would be awesome. He said my son attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my saints. Let's stop right now. Whose responsibility is it to attend to his words? Whose responsibility is it to incline our ear to his sayings? That's effort. Verse 21. Read with me. Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. Now keep that verse up there. For they, or he's talking about His word, so they, my words, are life to those that do what? 
Whose responsibility is it to find them? It's our responsibility. So this word is life to those who attend, who incline, who let it not depart, and who find. And health to all their flesh. Woo, glory. Health. Health. You know the will of God for you is health? Healthy. Healthy in your soul. Healthy in your mind. Healthy in your body. Healthy in your finances. Healthy in your relationships. Health. Now notice, to all their flesh. The word health literally means medicine. God's word is medicine. Have you taken your medicine today? Now, one reason, and not the only reason, but one reason many Christians aren't obtaining and receiving things that they have gone after in faith is, is one day they're focused and the next day they're not focused. We could say that perhaps they're experiencing double vision. To appropriate and to receive all that he has for us, we cannot afford to look two ways at one time. And if a stombre di stella vastoia, engede boste le breve dindola caria, And so if you're not going to look two ways at the same time, you must look only one way. One way is looking at me and beholding the Lamb and beholding my word. As you do, that focus will bring you to a higher place and into a place of great manifestation. Amen. Hallelujah. So we don't want to have double vision, do we? Look over at Numbers chapter 21. Look at verses 4 through 6. Now, how many of you know we don't build doctrine out of the Old Covenant? But we can look at examples from the Old Testament that will speak truth for us today. So in Numbers chapter 21 and verses 4 through 6, it says, When they journeyed from Mount Or by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom, and the people became impatient, depressed, and much discouraged. Do you suppose they were focused? Well, not on God but they may have been focused on something else they weren't fixed on Christ's unlimited supply every day they were fixed on something else the scripture says they were depressed and much discouraged because of the trials of the way have you ever been discouraged by the way things have gone Now, at the time that this was happening, this was happening 39 years 
and five months into their wilderness experience. How many years did it take for them to get in? Huh? Forty. So, just seven months before they were to enter in, they got bummed out big time. That tells me that sometimes the enemy will apply the greatest pressure on your soul and attempt to get you out of focus and into the land of whining and complaining and doubt and unbelief right before your breakthrough. Verse 5. And the people spoke against God and against Moses and said, Why did you bring us out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread. Neither is there any water. And we loathe this light, contemptible, unsubstantial manna. <laughs> then the Lord said, Okay, let's, let's have a powwow and let's, let's talk about this. I know, I know. You're bummed out. I want to appease this. No. What the Lord did is the Lord sent fiery burning serpents among the people. And it bit the people, and many Israelites died. Notice what their lack of focus did. It opened a door. And the people came to Moses and said, we've sinned. I guess they would want to turn. We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to God that he may take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a fiery serpent of bronze and set it on a pole. And everyone who is bitten, when he looks at it, shall live. When he looks at it, he shall what? Live. So, in other words, the Lord is saying... That I want you to put this serpent on a pole because this serpent on a pole represents Jesus' substitutionary sacrifice for you. Even as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up. That's what John 8 says. And so... It is a symbol of a serpent because you see Jesus in his substitutionary sacrifice was made sin for you and I. Amen. And so this represents redemption. This is pointing to a future time. And he said, here's what my people must do. They must look upon it. And in looking upon it, they will live. Amen. And so verse 9. And Moses made a serpent of bronze and put it on a pole. And if a serpent had bitten any man. I want you to get this. And I'd love for you to pull it up in the Amplified if you would please. And I want us to see how the writer described how they were to look. And in seeing how they were to look we can see then how we are to look unto Jesus. In the Amplified, it says, when he looked to the serpent of bronze attentively. Where have we seen that tonight? 
My son, attend to my words. When he looked to the serpent of bronze, attentively, and how else? Say it stronger than that. Attentively? Expectantly. With a steady and absorbing gaze. Man. That's how they were to look. And that's how we're to look. Attentively. Expectantly. With an absorbing, steady gaze. Behold the Lamb. Behold the Lamb. Which takes away the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb. Which takes away the disease of the world. Behold the Lamb. Which takes away all the depression. The torment. The, all of the junk of this world system. Amen. So say it with me. I purpose in my heart. To look to Him. Attentively. Expectantly. With a steady. And an absorbing gaze. Get so absorbed with Him. Get so absorbed in beholding Him. Get so absorbed with the wonders of His person. Be attentive to that. Be steady in your faith. And you shall live. Amen? You shall experience life in abundance to the full till it overflows. Glory to God. Say it with me. In abundance to the full till it overflows. Okay, so that's one in the Old Testament we'll look at. Now let's look over at Matthew 14. And we'll be looking at the King James Version. And I'm going to start in verse 22 of Matthew chapter 14. Where freedom, talking about freedom from distractions, it requires focus on our part. Amen. We are on a mission. Amen. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 22, he says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him to the other side. And then he sent the multitudes away. Now, when Jesus said, you're going to the other side, guess what? You're going to go to the other side. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was what? In other words, there was a big, big storm out there. And in the fourth watch of the night, and I've learned that that's about three o'clock in the morning. In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. Listen, anyone who walks on the sea can show enough get you from point A to point B. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. He came walking on the sea. And when his disciples saw him on the sea, they were troubled saying, it is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. So there was fear in the boat. But right away, Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. 
It's me. It's me. It's me. The Lord may have spoken some things to you and has told you to go to the other side. And on the way to the other side, you got in some difficulties. And perhaps you started wondering whether or not it was really God that spoke to you about that certain thing. But the Lord will always come to your side and encourage you with the word, don't be afraid, it's me. It's me. And cheer up. Cheer up. Get your focus off of of those other things. And, And cheer up now. It's me. I've had that happen to me many times. Anybody ever gone out on a journey or gone out on a faith venture and got halfway through and circumstances started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and started looking bigger than God? But God, by His comfort, comes along and says, Hey, eyes off that, back on me, be of good cheer. Just know this, it's me. It's me, it's me, it's okay, it's me. Now you just relax and you get your focus back on me. Anybody ever lost focus before? Hey, we've all lost focus. But the point is tonight is we are learning how to be free from those things that distract us. I like that. Be not afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. A natural man did a supernatural thing based on one word. I'm telling you, one word from him is all you need. But we've got 66 books. And with 66 books, we ought to be able to pay our PG&E bill. With 66 books, we ought to be able to sleep well at night and have joy during the day. Come on, somebody. (laughs) One word. Copeland's used to say at their... uh, Conventions, one word from heaven can change your life forever. You see, he was empowered to go from the natural to the supernatural because he was beholding Jesus. God's no respecter of persons. As long as Peter beheld him, As long as he didn't allow himself to become distracted, I'm telling you tonight, he was walking on the water. Verse 30, but when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out saying, Lord, save me. What he did is he took his eyes off of him and he went back to the natural. Did you know it's so easy To slip back into the natural. We live in a natural world. We are not of this world, but we live in this world. Okay? But there is a higher way to live in this world only by the grace of God and through the power of the Word and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
And thank God, immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Now, Jesus didn't say he didn't have faith, did he? I want you to get that. He said, O thou of little faith. Okay? Did you know that the Bible talks about different levels of faith? There's great faith. There's little faith. There's shipwreck faith. There's different types of faith. As you, if you look in the Word of God, there's unfeigned faith. Okay? And Jesus said, O thou of little faith. Why, why did you get out here on the water and start doubting? That word doubt there comes from the Greek word duo, which means looking both ways at once. In other words, Peter was doing the spiritual splits out there. He was looking one way, looking the other way. And he said, why did you doubt? Oh, thou little faith. Now listen, understand this. The little faith will take you a little way. He went a little ways, didn't he? But great faith, come on now. Great faith is going to take you all the way. Which one are you going to be? So when Peter took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. And so our enemy, Satan, tries to get our focus off of Jesus onto our natural circumstances. Every pressure that we face is designed to take our eyes off of him. And the result is we'll no longer be walking in the super natural but thank god i got good news for you just as jesus saved peter and delivered him when he was sinking he will deliver us we just need to begin to look to him in jude verse 24 i want you to look at that verse tonight jude 24 Glory, glory, glory. Say glory with me about ten times. Glory, glory, glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) Glory Glory to God. Jude, verse 24. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling... Now unto him that is able to keep you focused and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I'm telling you tonight, when we behold him, he'll keep us from falling. Looking unto him. You see, I've decided that I cannot afford to look at what's going on around me. I've got to step into the supernatural by keeping my eyes on Him. Some people may not understand it, but you'll just have to excuse me. I'm stepping in. I'm stepping in in 2014 to the glory. I'm stepping in to a higher place. I'm stepping into a stronger place. I'm stepping into a greater place. 
Who'll go with me? Who'll go with me? (laughs) You see, I can't look at stuff around me because if I do, I'll sink. And when you're sinking, you got to stop thinking wrong thoughts. And when you get your eyes back on Him and you look up, you also got to speak up. And speak what the Word says to you. Did you know that there's a connection between looking up and speaking up? The enemy of your soul wants to connect your tongue with pressure. That's what he wants to do. He's looking for you to verbalize just how bad it really is. But just as you can connect your tongue with the pressure and the problem, you can connect your tongue with the promise. I exhort you this year to connect your tongue with the promises. Find them. Attend to them. Hide them. Keep them. Don't let them depart from before your eyes. And connect your speaker up with your believer. And out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak and it will keep you afloat and keep you from sinking. Come on, somebody. Let's shout the victory tonight. Woo! Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. I tell you, in 2014, this year of the greater, I'm looking at the only one who can bring me up. I'm looking at the, I'm beholding the lamb. I'm beholding the lamb who can pay this building off. I'm beholding the lamb that can heal your body and heal my body. I'm beholding the lamb. Behold the lamb of God looking unto Jesus. Hallelujah. He's my rock. Is he yours? He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. Woo! Glory! My balm in Gilead. My rock of ages. The great I am. The one who's coming soon. The one who's going to split the eastern sky and lift us out of this world and take us up on high. Woo! Glory! <laughs> Thank you, Lord, is right. Mm. So when you get good and tired of looking at fear and looking at failure, you know, you've looked at this, you've looked at that, I've looked at this, I've looked at that, but I'm getting ready now to really look to the author and finisher of my faith. Oh, let this word be lived in us. Let it rise up big within us this year. The Bible says that all of us with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, we are constantly being transfigured into his own image in increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. I want you to know that you are destined for glory. 
I've been born for glory. I have been born for revival. This church is marked for glory. This place is marked for miracles. This church is marked for increase. What we behold is what we become. So when things come up in your life, you need to have a reservoir of the Word on the inside. The Word must be a way of life. The question I have for you tonight is who are you looking at? What are you looking at? And your answer is in beholding Him. The Spirit of God can change you. Did you know that? The world can't figure us out. The Bible says we're peculiar. Peculiar. You're a chosen generation. A peculiar people. That should show forth the praises of Him who's called you out of darkness. Where? Called you out of darkness, Jamar. Into his marvelous light. Called you out of darkness. Into his marvelous light. Children of light in a dark world. He lit up your life when you received Jesus. And the world says, they're peculiar. The world says, they are not normal. They are not common to this world I live in. Hallelujah. Did you know the word peculiar there in 1 Peter 2.9 literally means purchased? You are a purchased possession. You are God's treasure. Can you hang with me just a few more moments tonight? John 17, let's look at verse 15. John 17, verse 15. I pray that you should not take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil and keep, in other words, keep us from evil influences. Okay? There are people that are Christians that have been influenced by the world system. Jesus said in verse 16, They're not of the world even as I am not of the world. So what's the key? What's the the thing that will separate us from them? So where they can tell a difference. 17, read it with me. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy word. So I'm in the world, but I'm not to be of the world. So how am I going to not be of the world? How am I going to be separate from the world? I'm going to do it through the Word. Jesus is saying to us tonight, I'm going to separate you and make you uncommon. See, the world looks at us and they they, they see opposite of themselves. Verse 18, As you have sent me into the world, even so I have sent them into the world. 
And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they may be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I these for these alone, but for them which shall believe on me through their word. That's us. And so, to be free from distractions, we cannot be influenced by this world. This system. It's a godless system. But God separates us from the evil of this world through His Word. When the world sees us, they should see a difference. Let the world say about you what they want to say about you. They don't know what the Lord has done. Amen. Let them think we're crazy. Speaking in tongues. Running the aisles. Hanging from the chandeliers. Let them think we're crazy. But when their loved ones need healing from cancer, they'll call the crazy ones. When their loved ones need deliverance from addictions, they'll come to that holy roller church. I believe in being a holy roller. I don't mind being identified as a Pentecostal. A spirit-filled, tongue-talking, divine healing, Bible-believing, devil-casting-out believer. How about you? (laughs) Oh, Jesus, help us, Lord. In other words, I don't believe that we're to be closet Christians. We're to talk about what He is to us, what He's done for us, and what He is doing. Now, have you discovered this yet, that that people in the world will come along to test your testimony? Isn't that right? Saturday night, you used to go out with the gang. Saturday night, sometimes they'll pull their car up, honk the horn, say, Hey, come on. We're going down to the club. We're going to go have a big time. Like we used to do, you know? We're going to smoke a little bit of this and drink a little bit of that. Just got some Panama Red down in the street corner. Come on, let's, you want to hit this? No, I'm uncommon. I, I, I got my own stuff to smoke. How about this? You want some of this, boy? Let's roll this Bible up here. Once you hit this for a while, I, I I used to smoke Panama red, but now I smoke Jesus red. I feed on the red, which has so freely redeemed me. Don't be afraid to be what He's made you to be. You're His purchased treasure, uncommon to the world. And so my prayer tonight for these people, Lord, that you would help every one of them and me to stay focused. We know that tests come. We know that trials come. We know that all sorts of things come to drag us down. But Lord, we thank you that you are the glory and the lifter of every head. Father, I pray that you would cause your word to be more real in their hearts than ever. In Jesus' name, amen. You can stand to your feet. Praise the Lord. Well, did you get anything out of tonight?
Raise your hands toward heaven and say, I call myself completely free from all distractions. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Mingele basse kele deste. Paranasti vilimbo rodele prabayende geste. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Master, for moving, moving in every heart, in every believer, every life in this place, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Mm, pasike le monde. E frabando la broste elene di dista comola prataya. Vigiono kamen di jelep balanaya tekiste. Amen. Adjustments. Adjustments. You can do it. You can turn off those things that have been a distraction to you. You can turn away from those things that have so easily weighed you down. For I've said in my word to lay aside the weights. Lay aside the weights. For there is a race to run, and everyone is called to run. In this race. So lay aside those things that have so easily beset you. So that you may run a strong race. So that you may run your race to the finish line. And endure until the end. For he that endureth until the end. That is the one that shall reap the benefits of salvation. Glory to God. I'm sensing in my spirit tonight adjustments. Adjustments. Not that those things that you need to adjust are things that would be something that would cause your life to be in danger. But those are things that cause you to enjoy less than the life that Christ has intended for you. So lay those things aside and make the adjustments. And then behold me. Take your time now to shift your attention to the things which are above. Those things which are above where Christ sits at the right hand of God. Focus upon them. And in focusing upon them, it will cause a richness of my presence to envelop you and to saturate you. And those things that have bewildered you and those things that have caused much stress in your life shall be a thing of the past. They shall be a thing of the past. They shall be a thing of the past at last. And so the benefit of being a doer of what you've heard tonight are not only on this side, but the benefit of what you've heard tonight shall also follow you to the other side. Oh, it is my will, it is my plan for each and every one of you to enjoy fullness of life, fullness of joy, and fullness of peace. So in making those adjustments, then you will position yourself For greater joy, greater peace, and greater life. 
Adjustments is what the Lord is saying to all of us tonight. Andolo brassike de boste. Letestando lo fara de je mundora barene. And no man can point these things out to you. But I can, says the Lord. So open up your heart and let me speak to you. Let me minister to you. For there are even some here tonight that I've dealt with you in days past. And you've done good for a while, but then you've returned to those things that have weighed you down. Yea, saith the Lord, there is grace and there is power in this year. In this year, there is grace and power and glory to put you on the other side of those things for good. It's according to your will and according to your faith. So be it unto you according to your desire and according to your will. Let's lift our hands and thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Even as the children of Israel blame shifted and blamed Moses and even blamed God for their circumstance. So some in this place have shifted their attention off of me onto the problem and have blamed others for their predicament. That's one adjustment that you can make. And that's one bridge that you must cross. Let it go, saith the Lord. Let it go. And look to me. Let my word and my spirit lift you. Stop blaming others. But just rejoice in me. And know that I am forever good in your life. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, God, speak into our hearts tonight. Let's just pray just a few moments. We've got a few more moments left. Glory to God. Yeah, I see that, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your long suffering. <laughs> Woo, you are good. Long suffering. Great is your kindness. Great is your love. Oh, we magnify your name tonight. Yeah. No more cares. Do not attach and connect your tongue any longer with the pressure. But connect your tongue to the promise. Let's do that tonight. Let's just shout and give God glory. Let's just say a few scriptures tonight. Declare it tonight. Say this with me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. 
I believe the Lord wants us to center in on Philippians 4, 13. Once again, I can. I can do all things. I can. I will do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I have strength for all things through Christ who infuses his strength into me. I'm empowered this year by the grace of God. What I haven't been doing, I will do by the grace of God. What hasn't happened yet is happening now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's something to get happy about. Glory to God. Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Woo! Some of you have been off course just a little bit. But that adjustment's going to put you right on course. I don't know what they are. I know what they are for me, but you got to know what they are for you. You know what? Pilot flies out of San Francisco tonight. You know, they're heading for New York City, but if they get off course just a little bit, they could end up in Miami. Well, God's got a New York City for every one of you. Hallelujah. He is our pilot. He is the captain of our salvation. He is our guide. He's got GPS, God's positioning system. He's got Siri, spirit inside, revealing information. He can get you where you need to go. I'm happy in my heart tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, don't take for granted. Don't take for granted a service like this. Lives could very well be saved tonight. Adjustments made, bringing you into a strong, healthy, wealthy place. In Jesus' name, let's shout amen.